This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment. It is now the last two remaining hours of Tuesday, June 1st, 2021. And in this episode, I would like to talk about why I will, why I think that I will always be single and most likely not ever get married and why that's all can be okay. And before we get into the main article about this, I just want to say first a little something from at Torah Around the Clock. And it goes a little something like this. The Gemara says that there are three things that are determined about a person even before he is born. How long he will live the number of his children, and how much money he will have. The Maharsha writes at the end of Masheket Nida that even those can be changed if a person comes to Hashem and relies on Him for help. And that was a little Torah and Gemara about how guys um, go through their lives about that. So I'm going to X out this Gamora Tore Around the the Clock little line about that. But now let's get into our main discussion and talk. Why I believe personally, single versus married. Why I believe I'll probably most likely always be single and never get married. And by the way, marriage is very dangerous in the 2020s in the... In the world, but but yeah, if you don't know that, you gotta see how things are. But um, now this article, which I'm gonna talk about the points about this, this is gonna be from a website called Hack Spirit. I'm not really familiar with that website, but it's called HackSpirit.com. That's HackSpirit.com, and they in this particular article, it is from March 20th, 2021, and it's Hack Spirit. March 20th, 2021 is my source about what I'm going through about this, but I originally heard about, but I originally heard about, about all this from by, uh, the YouTube channel Better Bachelor. Okay. And these are, what, what are the 50, the 50 signs that you will never get married? And I'm going to go over each of these points and maybe elaborate on points I have more to say about them. The 50 signs that you will never get married and why, and why that, and why it's totally okay. All right, starting, well, let me just do the prologue. From a young age, we're told that marriage is a necessary step for happiness. These subtle messages come from Disney movies, sassy love songs, and romance movies, and sometimes from well-meaning family members. Don't they know how ridiculously hard this is? There are so many reasons why relationships fail, so finding a partner for life in your 20s, 30s, or even 70s is like winning the lottery. It is no surprise then that 40 to 50% of marriages end in divorce. But your mother keeps asking when they'll have their grandchild. You're probably reading this article wondering if wondering if you're just not ready for marriage or if it is something you just don't want to do at all. In this post, we'll give you 50 signs why you will never get married and why it's totally okay. 
this and think of it in a single versus marriage type way because i originally had a long title planned out to talk about a long title about this topic but i thought i'm going to simply short the title and simply call it for this end of the title will be single versus married single versus married and why it's totally okay all right so here we go that's what it is number one out of 50 you think the institution of marriage is BS. Why does society pressure us to get married and have a family unit? Oh, but keep in mind when it's talking, I do, I do myself personally, I would like to have kids one day, biological kids of my own, Jewish kids of my own, but then more about that in, in my legacy episode, my future legacy episode. But number one, you think the institution of marriage is BS. Why does society pressure us to get married and have a family union? You don't see the point of going to church. Well, I'm not Christian, so I don't go to church. But, um, and proclaiming your love in front of a higher being just to make it valid. Love should be freely given and received, not a partnership bound by guilt and a contract. Number two. You hate the wedding industry. If every person in the world is expected to get married, who benefits from it? The churches get their cut, wedding, wedding videographers, fashion brands, event organizers, food caterers, jewelry makers. The global market for wedding services is worth an estimated $300 billion per year, according to an IBIS, IBIS World Report on wedding services. For you, this is too excessive and unnecessary. It's just like it's just like celebrating Valentine's Day with guests. Um again, the website if you want to follow along, the website is hackspirit.com slash signs dash you dash you signs dash you dash will dash marry dash get dash married slash now, point three, number three of the 50 signs you will probably most likely never get married and why it's totally okay. Point three, you hate paying for freedom. You are all too aware that divorce costs a lot. Divorce lawyers are 250 plus an hour and the whole thing could cost you 15,000 to up to 100,000. From prenup, whatever that means, to divorces, these guys rake in money from all the marriages that have gone sour. Getting married doesn't make you getting married doesn't make your bonds stronger. If if it just makes getting out of it harder. You simply know that even if you do all the tried and tested ways to keep a relationship, if it's over, it's really over. And you're not willing to pay the price. Number 4, happily ever after makes you roll your eyes. Brad and, Brad and Jen broke up because Angie came along. Brad left Jen because it seemed like he and Angie had such good chemistry. It's as if they're twin flames, whatever that means. Alrighty, so maybe they are, they are and they're about to become this, this super couple who are just meant to be together and that are who are meant to be together forever but bam six kids later they break they break up just like many couples in the world so there's there's no such thing as happily ever after you are smart enough to know that in life nothing lasts forever number five you don't envy your married friends one bit 
You witness your married friends get all lovey-dovey, but you also see how they get how they bicker and throw sarcastic remarks at each other. Because of this, you know that even the good ones, the really happy-looking ones that seem like they're perfect for each other, have bad days and can even be toxic for each other. Unlike you, they cannot pack their bags and leave when things get rough. Number six, sometimes you feel sorry for married people. You have friends who look like they're a perfect couple. They laugh and share the same things. They have their ducks in a row, kids, house, car. They even have a trip to Mexico, Mexico, Mexico City. Woo! Woo! But then two weeks later, the guy's confided in you that he's been sleeping with another woman, but he doesn't want to hurt his wife. Damn, you don't know who's more sorry for, the girl who doesn't have a clue, or the husband who's in love with another woman but can't seem to get out of the marriage. Number seven. You know marriage is hard work, and you're not willing to put in the effort. You enjoy being with your SO, but... I don't know what that means. But if things will turn ugly... As they could, because that's life. You just want to fight. You, 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 you do not want to fight tooth and nail for your relationship because there are better things to do. If something is not working, we have to let them go. Let them go. Number eight. You have an ex-fiancé from, ex from hell. You almost got married. You're in love and you thought that that's all that matters, but they bailed and crushed your heart into a million pieces. Or you realized while doing the stressful wedding planning that they're really not the one for you and it wasn't just pre-wedding jitters. You'll never go through that again. Once is enough. And that was number eight for you had an ex-fiance from hell. Number nine. Your soulmate is married to someone else. You have one big love that got away. There were so many signs that there, that there, there, there were, ah, excuse me. There were so many signs they're your soulmate, so you know you could be, know that you should be together. Uh, if you get married, you only want to be with them. Sadly, not even your current partner can beat their place in your heart, in, in your heart, even if you do love them. It's just that you always imagine marching down the aisle with the one who got away. Some say this is just, Lemrance, whatever that word means, and you should go to therapy, and then, and then you should go to therapy, but for you, it's love. It's in my personal belief that all 7 billion people should go to therapy. But as for this talk about the word soulmate, it is uh, Mr. Lucario's opinion um, that soulmates do not exist. So you should listen to what he says about his opinion about soulmates to, uh, if you want to check that out. Now, number 10. Stories of cheating haunt you at night. Yes, it, it really does. Cheating haunt you at night. It boggles you why people cheat. We're not just talking about these eternal playboys and playgirls who are born to cheat. We're talking about regular folks like you and me who believe in love. Well, some people believe in love. Those people who are in, who are in healthy, loving relationship, but for some reason or another can't help but cheat. Those who are just bored. Those who are... Are in dead bedrooms. Those who are just drunk and horny as f as fuck and can't say no. Any moment, these things can happen, even in the most loving relationships, and it's scaring the hell out of you. You're not good at handling this part of the relationship. 
finding even the even finding even even the subliest signs your partner is cheating online can make you crazy. If you're married, not only will this be painful, but it's going to be twice as humili humiliating and damaging. Number 11. You can now realize marriage jokes are all too real. When your uncle jokes about how men or women who suffer a marriage, you thought it's an exaggeration. But now that you're older, you actually see them happen to almost everyone around you. To your parents, your friends, your neighbors. Jokes are a way to deal with something too serious. Jokes are a way to deal with something too serious, lightly, and now you're just not really sure if you can laugh at the challenges of marriage. Number 12. You've been in too many bad relationships. When you review your relationship history, you're sure you'll never marry one of your exes. One is an alcoholic, one is workaholic, 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 and one is just psychotic. Why do you have such bad taste in partners? Because of this, you doubt your ability to pick the right to pick the right partner. In fact, you're almost in fact, you're almost sure you'll never find your one true love. Until then, the thought of marriage is strict, strictly off-limits. Number 13. You feel like you're too old for the drama. You know how many couples who hate you know many couples who hate each other's guts. Maybe it's because of the stress of parenthood or the bills and the laundry piling up, but they seem to have completely lost love and respect towards each other. Their eyes are hollow and they don't even look each other in the eye, much less share a good laugh. Then the wife cries and the husband comforts her, or the husband throws a fit and the wife brings him, to, brings him a beer. They're okay again, but not quite. You'd rather, wa you'd rather watch paint dry than deal with the heavy drama of marriage. Number 14. You don't like taking risks. The odds of being ha in a happy in a happy marriage are not high. Based on this study on marital happiness, only 40% can say they are happily married. This means there's a possibility, a good 60%, that you could end up in a so-so or bad marriage. You take risks in business. Oh yes, I do. Some risks in business, some some work, some not so much. You take risks in business, you take risks in your art, but when it comes to marriage, hard pass, hard pass to that. Number 15, you've watched too many sad movies. Blue Valentine, A Marriage Story, Kramer vs. Kramer. Ah, oh, crap. These movies have effed up and drained all of, all of all the possible faith you have in love and human relationships. They kind of make you stop believing in love. But they're real, but they're great eye openers. You might be too influenced by them to, and you're now cynical, but God, you don't want to live the life of any of these characters. You are what you watch, and now it's too late. Number 16 point. Number 16. You believe that nothing is permanent in this world. Change is the only thing that's constant in this world. It's a cliche because it's true. Some people just want to delude themselves and believe in fairy tales. But not you, you're wiser. How can some people just really expect things to remain the same? One illness, one hobby, one trip to Machu Picchu, Machu Picchu? One conversation can change a person. Number 17. You're still traumatized by your parents' divorce. Alright, point 17, number 17. You're still traumatized by your parents' divorce. 2006.
1983-2006. Yes, very much so. This is really hits home. Okay, you're still traumatized by your parents' divorce. There is no ev- there is there is no evidence that children of divorced parents turn into sad, toxic, angst adults. They're not better than everyone else. If anything, they're equally effed up as the rest of us. But if the process of divorce and separation is too stressful, the children of divorced families tend to have... But if the process of divorce and separation is too stressful, the children of the divorced families tend to have less positive views towards... Okay. The children of divorced families tend to have less positive views towards marriage. Yes, 17, still traumatized by your parents' divorce. Very much big main highlight of all this in this article. Number 18, you believe you need different people in different stages. Again, that's you believe in you that you need different people in different life stages. Look back at your life 10 years ago. Who were you then? Chances are you've changed a bit. Yeah, I think so. In our 20s, we just want to explore and drink like there's no tomorrow. In our 30s, we want to calm down a, a little and start building a life we want long term. In our 40s, we probably want to be single again and travel the world. I still want to travel the world. Yes, I do. Let's travel the world after this beer bug is nonsense is done. With each phrase, we have different priorities and needs. Because of this, our high school sweetheart may, may not may not be the best match for us anywhere. Better, might not be the best match for us anymore when we're 25, 30, or 45. Getting married, especially when we're still very young, is simply not wise. Point 19. You know people change. We, we are all trying to discover who we are. We are all being influenced by what we spend, by what we spend time on. Someone who's fat and broke can become fit and rich in a year. And with just enough determination, it could also it could also go the other way, because the, because they're now a totally new person. We expect changes in in the in other areas of their lives too. Maybe they're now more disciplined and look and start differently at you differently. Maybe they're now more disciplined and would start looking at you differently when you pig out and watch Netflix on weekends. Oh, speaking of Netflix, just found out today from my mom today. On June 1st, yes, it's still June 1st at the time of this recording. Just found out for Netflix, one of my favorite shows on Netflix, June 1st, 2021. It's announced that my show, Atypical, with its now fourth and final season, Atypical, fourth and final season, will be coming up on Netflix, premiering release date in the month of July, July 9th, fourth and final season of Atypical. So that's a little plug there for, uh, that typical, that, uh, show, which, I highly recommend. Now it's no it's no wonder yours, but it's still very good. And the last line about number 19 is the slightest change either internally or externally can trickle into other aspects of our lives. This is not good or bad, this is just the way it is. Number 20. You know feelings change. In the first few months of any new relationship, we get drunk on the love hormones that our brains produce. We're always high, always to love. During this time, there's absolutely nothing your partner can do or say that would make you annoyed at them. Everything is still cute. As months turn to years and decades, that loving feeling might go up, down, sideways, in, out. 
and could just even vanish entirely. Entirely. Point number 21. You're afraid of getting hurt too deeply. When, you're pro when you've proclaimed your love and commitment, not just to your SO, I still don't know what SO stands for. Oh, maybe it's still, uh, no, no, I still don't know what it stands for. But um, your commitment, not just to every one of your friends, but to every one of your friends and family by getting married, it would be doubtfully dev devastating if you get a divorce. Not only will you lose faith in love and marriage, but you will also carry the shame of being divorced. This shame from divorce can make you stuck and prevent you from getting on with your new life. Number 22. You're afraid of hurting someone too deep. You're afraid of hurting someone too deeply. More than getting hurt, more than getting hurt too deeply, you're afraid of hurting someone too deeply. It would scar them for life. When you say your your marriage vow, it's like telling someone you do whatever it takes to make them happy, or at least to not hurt them when the time comes that you that you that you can. By getting married, you now hold your partner's heart in your hands. It hurts so much to see signs that your partner doesn't love you anymore, but it hurts so much more if it's who's. Uh, but it, but it hurts so much more if it's you who's losing the feeling. Nobody wants to fall out of love. When you're married, breaking up will be a hundred times harder to do because there were promises made. Number 23. You're not sure you can love someone if they get sick. According to a U.S. study, men are more likely to leave their wives with cancer. The reason they leave is that it's hard for them to take care of the wives and the home. It's too much of a burden for them. This might seem selfish and immature, but no matter how much you love your partner, you're not entirely, excuse me. This might seem selfish and immature, but no matter how much you love your partner, you're not entirely sure you can be with them when, they, when they're seriously sick. Yes, you can still love them, but to carry the burden, sadly, this is too much for you and you know it. Point number 24. You're not sure you can love someone if they get old and ugly. Ugh. So yes, you're indeed a little immature, but attraction is very important in relationships. Oh yes it is. Attraction is very important in relationships. If there's no attraction, you might as well just be friends. You just can't force yourself or fake it. You don't want to stay married if that's... You do not want... You don't want to stay married if that's all that's left is pity. Because of this, you're almost 100% sure that you shouldn't get married. Point number 25 of 50. You get bored easily. At first, you are full of, full of at first you're full of curiosity and you give it your all. You might even be guilty of love bombing. <clears throat> but as all the years pass, even the most interesting person becomes boring for you. That is normal, of course. What's more important is how you handle boredom. Do you run into the hills to get fun elsewhere? You know your bore you know your boredom threshold is low. So so until you can fix this, you just want to save your SO, whatever that stands for, and yourself the heartache is and and yourself the heartache by not getting married. And those were the first 25 points of the article of 50 signs you will never get married and why it's okay why it's totally okay. Now, before I go over points 26 through 50, I would, I'm going to we're going to stop and pause now for a quick little commercial break. 
I want to talk about Anchor.fm podcasting and why everyone should become a new podcaster. If you haven't already heard about Anchor.fm podcasting, it is the easiest and smoothest, smoothest way to make a podcast. It is 100% free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your mobile cell phone or personal computer. Anchor.fm Podcasting will distribute your podcast for you so that you can be heard on all the other podcasting platforms such as Spotify, Apple, and so much many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listen you you can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one easy to find all in all in one easy to find place to make everything work out download the free anchor.fm application or go to anchor.fm to get started thank you Anchor.fm podcasting. Get started right away. And that was a, and now that commercial is over about um, promoting Anchor.fm for people to use. So now let's continue on with the, the other points of the article. Point 26 you do not want to be codependent. You have a tendency to be clingy which I'm trying to work on. I don't want to be clingy anymore. You have a tendency to be clingy and you don't ever want to deal with a clingy person either. It's unattractive. Not only will you start to piss each other off, but you'll also stop growing. The good thing about being single is that you can force yourself to make your life interesting. You'll hit the gym, join a class, or reach for your dreams because you want to be an interesting person with a, with a life well lived. You know you have a tendency to get too comfy when someone already loves you. Imagine if someone makes a promise to love you till death do, do you part. You'd, you'd be totally relaxed, clingy, and boring. Then they'll leave you. Number 27. You actually enjoy being alone. Even if you like someone with all your heart, you'll get annoyed when they're, when they're always around. You just want to do your own stuff and recharge without someone t- talking nonstop and expecting you to get enthusiastic replies. Your need for companionship is strong, really. You like the freedom of having control of your me time, in quotes. Sure, your SO, still don't know what that stands for, is understanding of your alone time, but you're afraid it will change drastically once you live in the same house with hundreds of house chores and crying kids. Number 28, you have a low tolerance for drama. When someone throws a fit or cries, you want to press a mute button. Better yet, an eject button so you can just live in peace. You're tired of people's fragile egos and toxic behaviors. If you're with someone who's already a little dramatic, you are sure that this will be multiplied a million times when you are married. The drama will turn into emotional manipulation and by that time, you can't escape the soap opera that is your life. Speaking of soap operas, I recommend uh, General Hospital. <laughs> yeah, my mom used to really like that show. Number 29. You're married to your career. Number 29. You like being in love. You enjoy it so much. Who doesn't? However, there's one thing you need to focus on more. Your career. 
You want to be in a manager in two years and are earning a six-digit salary so you can retire sooner. Marriage takes a lot of hard work and time. You can't aim high and watch TV shows with your sweetie all weekend. And what, what if you break up? Then you wasted all that time for nothing. Career first, then love. Marriage? Maybe when you're 60. Number 30. Your life purpose is your top priority. Some of the most accomplished and famous people choose to never get married, and some of them believe it has con contri contributed to their success. Maybe it's okay to be married to someone as long as they respect that your number one priority is your dream. Maybe you're a scientist who wants to find the cure for cancer. Maybe you want to be the next Van Gogh or Bach, who was not married by the way. You can only become one if you're willing to sacrifice everything. That's what separates good from great. And you want to be great. You know all too well that no one wants to marry someone like you know so you know too well that no one wants to marry someone like you. It would be unfair. Number 31. You prefer to build an empire than a family. This is similar to the ones above except you want to be a business tycoon. If you had to choose between the best relationship or being filthy rich, which one do you choose? If you prefer the latter, then marriage might not be a wise move for you unless, of course, you're marrying someone filthy rich. In that case, please stop reading this and go get married already before they change their mind. Fine, if they're not filthy rich, they better be, there better be great understanding if you work on Sundays. Point number 32. Number 32 about this. You get annoyed too easily. You have the temper of a five-year-old and it's scary. You are too picky, too whiny, and too opinionated. Opinionated, yeah. You check all the signs that would make you emotionally immature for marriage. You're not proud and you're trying to be better, but until then, you don't want the seriousness and challenges of marriage to bring out, to bring out the beast in you. You're scared you're turned into one of those abusive alcoholics. Life is, Life is miserable enough as is. You don't want to cause suffering to the people you love. Number 33. You don't see any advantages of getting married. You're happy with the way things are. Why change it? You might be happy with your, with your relationship as is and neither of you want kids. I actually do want kids. I'm pretty sure I do. Many couples live together in bliss for decades without a contract. They just don't see any importance in it, or they just want to rebel against what society dictates us to do. Besides, sometimes it feels more real when you know you both can leave, but no one wants to. Number 34. You don't want your SO to get complacent. I still don't know what SO stands for. But anyway, you know what we're talking about. You're afraid your partner would slack off because they become too comfortable. They might stop flossing or exercising because you're now married. They might not even want to work anymore because they expect you to take care of them. Oh, after all, after all, for richer or poorer, sickness and health, right? Too scary. You'd rather keep them on their toes so you're, they're, they're constantly You'd rather keep them on their toes so they'll constantly prove their worth or at least not slack off. The false comfort marriage gives prom promotes meteorocracy and laziness. You, you don't want this for them and you don't want this for yourself either. Number 37, you don't want to be taken advantage of.
I'm sorry, 35 rather. Number 35, you don't want to be taken advantage of. You're not the richest person in the world, but you don't want to feel like an ATM auto teller machine. You created a career, you worked your ass off, and you made a name for yourself. You want a partnership, not someone getting half of the ha, not someone getting half of your hard-earned money just because you're married. You're well aware of the many money-related problems that lead to divorce, and you do not want any of those. Number 36, you don't want kids. If both don't want kids, then there's less reason to get married. Most of us get married because we want to build a family, a house with kids and pets and cute, cute traditions. Traditions. Tradition! Tradition! But if you really don't want to have kids, then there's really not much benefit to getting married unless you're with a millionaire and they don't and they won't require prenup. I personally, at least at the time of this recording, would still like kids biologically on my own one day, but that was point thirty-six about not wanting to have kids. Number thirty-seven, you don't believe in monogamy. Love is hard, but maintaining sexual attraction in a long-term relationship is way harder. Even if your sexual chemistry is through the roof, and you're like and you're like rabbits in the first five or ten years together, it will eventually die down. The slightest flirtation from a coworker then will be tempting, and if you say no, it's feel like you're depriving yourself. It would be better for you not to have that level of commitment, so you won't feel awful when that happens. Number 38. You want an easy way out. You know that before you enter something, you know you have to, you know, you, you have, you, you know that before you enter something, you have to know how to have an exit. It's a great exercise to think of the worst case scenario before you start any project, and this applies to marriage too. You know there's no gentle way to break up without causing any damage. You prefer very, very easy way out, and that is by not marrying in the first place. Number 39, you do not want to be in financial ruin. A regular, regular in quotes, wedding, wedding costs at least 30, at least $30,000. Oh, wow. Therapy costs at least 250 an hour. I believe all 7 billion people should, should be in therapy. Legal fees could co cost up to 100000 Then there's alimony, whatever that means. Enough said. Number 40, you have a long bucket list. You want to travel the world. Oh, yes, I do. I want to travel the world. You have a long bucket list. You want to travel the world, run in the jungles, dive in the Marianas. You love life so much. You know that getting, mar getting married means you'll have to consider how selfish pursuits, in quotes, quotes, selfish pursuits, these selfish, these selfish pursuits, quotes, will affect your marriage. Getting married means that there's a possibility that your partner will pout if you're if you're if you're away too long and think you're too immature. It's not so easy to find someone who wants to do the same things as you. Life is short. Life is too short. You want to make sure you're happy and you want to make sure you want to make yourself happy and no one should make you feel guilty for living a life full of adventure. <clears throat> yes. Number 41. You be you believe love should be free. Once you have a marriage contract, you're worried your relationship might become a little stiff and tense. Whew. What you find wonderful about relationships is that anyone can just walk out. What you find wonderful about relationships is that anyone can just walk out, but they don't. It's a love freely given. To quote your favorite Disney ice queen, love is an open door. Once you start to close this door and put a lock on it, the, the dynamic might seem safer, but it's really not 
how you want love to be. You don't see the point of number 42. You don't see the point of getting married if the love is gone. You don't want your SO, whatever that means, to cry each night because they don't love you anymore, but they have no, but they have no choice but to stay with you. You can see the love has faded in their eyes. They don't laugh at your jokes anymore. You want to you want to set them free because that's what love is. And you want this or yourself and you want this or yourself too when this happens. Point number 43. You haven't been deeply in love. You roll your eyes when someone mentions any you roll your eyes when someone mentions anything about a soulmate, a twin flame or the one or anything of that way of that nature. There are billions of billions of people in this world, so there's no such thing as in quotes the one. But as much as you hate to hate to admit it, you know you actually believe in but as much as you hate to admit it, you know you will actually believe in these things if you meet the person you can consider the one. It should be a it should be a person that you connect with on so many levels and is a perfect fit, your other half. Sadly, you haven't felt that strong connection yet. With or about anybody. Number 44. Your partner isn't marriage material. You're in love, but you know that that's not enough. You don't know exactly what you're looking for, but you can tell your partner doesn't have the qualities of someone you'd want to marry. Maybe they drink too much or smoke too much, and you're waiting for them to change. Maybe they're not good with money. Maybe they're not fond of kids. It totally depends on you, on what you consider marriage material, but if you're not feeling it, you're, you're not feeling it. It doesn't mean you can't have a great relationship, though. Number 45.45. You feel you're not marriage material. You know you're a little too difficult to live with because you can't be put in a box or because of all the same, re same reasons above. You are too carefree. You don't like rules so much. You have, you have the other things you want to do and marriage is not at the top of the list. At the top of that list. Number 46. You have a child you love so much. You have a little one or not so little one that means the world to you and it's more than enough. You're like besties. You actually enjoy your relationship. Besides, you don't want to drag her to you don't want to you don't want to drag her to your love life which could potentially get messy. It would require a really great person for you to change your mind because they won't, won't be only marrying you, they'll also be a good parent to your kid. You're hopeful, but you know dating someone with kids can be tough, so you, so you don't expect them to stick around. You also know that if you have to choose between them or your kid, you cho you choose your, you'll choose your kid in a heartbeat. Number 47. You have adorable pets. So, humans are just too conditional with their love. Not our pets! These kittens and doggos love us back. All we have to do is feed them and they'll give us cold nose kisses. Pets can reduce loneliness and their love is endless. You know that sometimes people get married to have some sort of permanent cure for loneliness. But who needs that when you just have them pets? Lovers come and go, but pets are forever. Number 48. You are a social animal. Speaking of animals, you are one party animal. P-A-R-T-Y? Because we gotta. And you intend to keep it that way. You have great friends to hang out with every weekend. You enjoy dating. You have your organizations left and right. You get energized being with people and you just can't imagine being tied at home to take care of the kids or to do the, some basic things like gardening and laundry. 
If you get married, someone will keep texting you to go home and it's not something you can live with. Number 49, you have a close-knit family, family who always has your back. You have enough love from your mom, pa, so you really don't have the need to couple up and tie the knot. You will take your time because it's not like your parents. You will take your time because if it's not like your parents' relationship, you'd rather stay single. It's the healthy way to approach relationships, right? Having a warm, loving relationship with your family allows you to choose wisely and take your time. In fact, it gives you the confidence. In fact, it gives you the confidence not to marry at all if you really don't want to. Point fifty. You're very confident. You're very, I'm sorry, you're very content, you're very content with your life and feel that nothing, that there is nothing missing. Romantic love can sometimes be a cure-all solution for many lonely people. They want to feel complete, they want to find their missing half, but you're whole and you're actually happy. You have a job that pays well, hobbies that you enjoy, friends who love you, you're all good. Plus, you have a lot of interesting dates and even some fulfilling long-term relationships. Marriage is cool, but it's something you don't really need in, that you don't really need in your life. And in the article, the conclusion point. Conclusion: If you can relate to most of these signs, then you're definitely not into marriage. There's nothing wrong with with you at all because here's the thing: you don't have to get married. We know that oh, we know this already, but we feel guilty for it. As long as you're totally upfront with your partner that you don't see yourself getting married soon, married soon or at all, then you shouldn't feel guilty. Be careful when you're when you're in love, though, as though as it could make make you want to tie the knot and make promises. Hold your tongue, bully Ned. There, hold your tongue until you're 100% sure that's what you want. Let's say after living with a wonderful person for years, you wake up one day just wanting, let's say after living with a wonderful person for years, you wake up one day just wanting to get, just wanting to get married. By all means, don't stop yourself. It's possible you'll have a change of heart and that's totally okay too. So that was all the 50 main points of the 50 signs that you will never get married and why it's totally okay. Or as I would like to call, single versus married and why it's totally okay if you enjoyed this um layout of this article that i made that i was that i was made aware by better bachelor in early march 20 something of 2021 i wanted to make an episode about it so here it is i've been single all 35 years so far um, God willing, uh, towards the end of next towards the end of next month, July, I will be turning uh, 36, double high. So uh, that's coming up pretty soon. Can't wait. But uh, yeah, these were the 50 signs you will never get married, and why it's totally okay. Single versus married, and why it's totally okay. And um, that's all for now. I do not know what the next episode will be about, but uh, I'll try to get out to you as I'll try to get them out, that episode out for you. As soon as that becomes available to me, know about what I want it to be out, to be about. So with all that said, I'm going to end this here. So everybody dance and have a good time at parties or weddings or bar mitzvahs or just everyday parties, block parties, 
spring, summer, winter, fall, autumn parties. Everybody dance and have a good time. Everybody dance. Everybody dance and have a good time. This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment. LLC. Signing out. Woo! Thank you.